welcome to episode one of the Ravine Report, a Dodgers Lowdown podcast. Uh, I'm Kevin. With me is uh, the the Twitter famous and uh, uh, well known, I would, I would say world renowned Matt Foley impersonator uh, Amanda Smith. Hi. <laughs> That's the kind of intro that you dream of. But you never think you're going to get. It's like second only to having yourself introduced by Vin Scully is being described as world-renowned Matt Foley impersonator. That's, Thank you, Kev. Absolutely. It's a, I mean, it was just one of those perfect descriptions of you that I had to uh, take the opportunity to give. Um, you can subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes and uh, Spotify, I think. And send us questions to be answered on the show via Twitter. I am at Kev is your friend. I am at Amanda R. Tubbs with two Bs. And we just actually off the air talked about the the uh, premise of oh, that, yeah, the, the origin story. Yeah, it's an exciting origin story. Um, it's just <laughs> I liked Miami Vice. I needed to have a Twitter handle that had my name in it because my last name's Smith. And as it turns out, there's a couple others. And You're saying there's more there's than more one than, Amanda Smith. I have a couple of family members. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they're all insane. named Amanda Smith. We're all related. <laughs> And yeah, I made the terrible decision without thinking that no one else is going to know a Miami Vice reference in the year of our Lord 2018, 2019 <laughs> to go with that. And now I can't change it because I am lazy. Yeah, yeah that's and fair. Yeah, I'd have to change like at least four to five business cards that I have. So here's my question. Is Amanda Crockett taken? I didn't think to check, but I'm not going to rep Don Johnson. <laughs> like if we're going to talk about who the cool one of that duo is. That's a good point. It was Tubbs. Crockett yeah. was there. Crockett went through a lot of emotional storylines. Tubbs was always cool. <laughs> like Tubbs never had amnesia and wound up working. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was the whole amnesia in like season right. five. Remember when amnesia was a real big thing in 80s TV? I, was... I was genuinely afraid that that would happen to me. That <laughs> that you would either get that I would either get amnesia or thanks to Babysitter's Club, which this is going to be a reference lost on everyone. But mm -hmm. I was afraid as a kid that uh, you could just get diabetes at random because Stacy from Babysitter's Club had diabetes. <laughs> and so I was convinced that I was going to end up with like a, a juvenile diabetes Despite at that point being like 12, 13. Yeah, fair enough. Just See, why not? I thought I was going to get diabetes because half of my family had it because I'm Mexican. So, <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, on today's show, uh, is Cody Bellinger for real or are we just lonely? Mm. The Dodgers bullpen. What is up? How about that Washington series, which is still going on? Yeah, well, it's we're almost through it. And uh, But first... What's the show going to be? So this is the inaugural episode of the ravine report which i believe we came up with yesterday as our thank you to twitter um twitter i'm gonna outsource my twitter handle next like you, you we really hit like gold on this one. Oh yeah there were yeah. some really good ones there were several good ones but ravine report was a solid a solid choice we should probably figure out who had suggested that and thank them at some point yeah i'm gonna give a shout out to howie at r eight d e r x zero seven five. Oh yeah, Howie is a great follow. <laughs> uh, so, what's the show going to be? What's the point of it? Well, you know, there's a. I feel like there's a dearth of of good Dodger podcasts that are engaging. Um, there are some good ones out there that I enjoy listening to, but why not add another? Uh, so, what are we looking to do? We want to have some guests on the show. You know, we've we've both done podcasts before that I thought we enjoyed somewhat. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we've, we've, uh, I've been behind the scenes talking to some guests, uh, potential guests and, you know, we'll, we'll have some people on, but you know, we're looking at people like Joe Davis and, you know, our boy Rick Krajewski oh. and, and, uh, you know, people like that. We've got Amanda Smith, obviously, who's 
the biggest celebrity on Twitter. I'd uh, like to think so. Yeah. Uh, even if they don't all know that. But you know what? <laughs> You're a close second. I won't lie. This was an exciting offer to be uh, to be approached to do this with you. It was an exciting exciting opportunity. You know, I was I intimidated that. by it. So. <laughs> you know, it's it's me and my thousand Twitter followers actually, and and I'm sure half of which are bots. But uh, but they're devoted bots. They're devoted bots. They are. They troll me. Um, we want to do giveaways. Obviously, that's going to be in conjunction with our our parent uh, Dodgers lowdown. Um, we want to answer Dodger fan questions, and this could be questions about anything going on on the team, because clearly we're insiders and we know much more than everybody else. Uh, or it could just be, you know, asking about what's going on in Amanda's life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just kind of how's your date in life going? Oh there, no, you know that. Oh kind no, of stuff. no. Then we're gonna we're gonna have to get into everyone's lives here because that is. <laughs> Um, the most exciting part of my life right now is that my dog is looking adorable while he sleeps on the floor. He actually is. That is really cute. I'm yeah. sure this is wonderful theater for those of you listening right now. Uh, yeah. But uh, Amanda's dog is absolutely adorable. Uh, we're going to do analysis, not deep analysis. You know, what, what's, what's, your, what's your definition of analysis, Amanda? I think that we can all look at numbers, but the truth is, is that numbers are kind of cold. They're impersonal. Mm-hmm. We do. We all do a lot of talking and giving our p- opinions and feelings on Twitter, and I look forward to kind of shooting them back and forth with you and having a discussion about it instead of just saying numbers and saying that the numbers are the end of the story. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a. You know, it's funny. There's a, an advanced stat called WRC plus, and I cannot look at that without hearing work mm. in RuPaul's voice. Yeah. So that's like I just I'm constantly mashing up Dodger games with uh, Drag Race. Uh, and it's kind of amazing, and I really, really want to see Cody Bellinger. I was and drag. about to ask yeah. you which player. I mean, I think Kike would probably win. Uh, oh, one of the Talent. lip sync for your lives. Oh, absolutely. Like Kike would win that. Who do you think in? And this can be a larger conversation later. Yeah. But who do you this think is this one. is? We might have to come back to who do we think would be the most likely to win a drag uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, Dark Horse. You got to go with Doc. Uh, oh. uh, Doc Roberts. Okay. Um, you know, just because I don't know, there's something about him that I think he's he's got that fierceness to him. Yeah. I mean, I, the, this is a man who does he his competitive quality and his quiet competitive quality makes me think yes. And then mm-hmm. when he goes all out against Andy Green, he's got something. <laughs> he's got that extra edge. You're right. That's a he good. Really call. Does. He I really mean, does. I mean, and that adds something. RuPaul mm-hmm. really. Yeah. He's not going to uh, sashay away. No. No. Um, no. Doc would nail a tuck. He- <laughs> He absolutely would. I don't know, though. I would probably have to go Bellinger. I think he would be my my favorite to win it all. Really? Just because he, he just permastones his way through everything. Interesting. Okay. And, and you know, it, it's one of those kind of, you know, those stories that you see, like Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Just somebody who's just so dumb but leads this enchanted life. <laughs> I feel like that's Cody Bellinger. Okay, fair. Uh, yeah, can't go wrong with that. Um, and then, in addition, of course, because it's a Dodgers podcast, we do have to give breaking updates about amanda's dog kit okay which we gave earlier we oh, did that we covered that his eyes are open now well, and he's watching us because he heard <laughs> us mention him <laughs> but you know going back to uh bellinger yeah so let's talk about that insane start um is he having a great season or the greatest season to borrow from uh the legendary stephen colbert i i would have said any other season is a great season this might go down the fact that he just went back up above 400 again mm-hmm he, this might be a greatest season. It's really incredible. Like, 
I don't know. Again, I don't know exactly the latest that somebody has hit 400 in a season since the Ted Williams season where he hit 400, which essentially was the last one. Mm-hmm. But it's feeling pretty late. You know, we're hitting into to mid-May now. Yeah. And Cody is still just an absolute machine. Yeah. Um, so Eric Joel, uh, the head writer at, at Dodgers Lowdown, had a great article about this, um, you know, where he kind of did some some historic comparisons. But first, just real quick, I want to go through just some some baseline stats of what Cody's doing right now. He, as, as you said, he's just over 400 now. He's got 38 RBIs, 14 home runs, and he's got a, an incredible uh, sequential OPS of 1234. Wow. Uh, which is insane. Yeah. I mean, even your your kind of casual baseball fan has an understanding of OPS yeah. and how insane a 1.234 OPS is. Um, but, you know, some of the historic comparisons that that are mentioned in that article are Babe Ruth, whoever that was, yeah. uh, the aforementioned Ted Williams, and Lou Gehrig. Oh, uh, wait, the disease Lou Gehrig? The disease Lou Gehrig, the guy who's best known for, you for know, make, creating yeah. a disease. But, yeah. yeah. But after that... He also was a baseball player. <laughs> he also huh. was a baseball player. Also an evil genius, as nobody knows, but he released that on the population. Oh, the okay. So bioterrorist bio Lou Gehrig. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, I think maybe is the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> I got to yeah. say, I, just going off of, I looked at uh, Cody's splits and what was amazing about it, looking at over the last 30, the last 15, and then the, or the last 30, the last 12, and the last six, or 15 in the last five, sorry. I can, I can say numbers just sure. over and over again. I just didn't have it pulled up. Um, was that it stayed consistent, even as in the last few games when he hasn't been slugging, when he hasn't been hanging out of the park mm. and he's been struggling a little more at the plate, he still is keeping his numbers exactly where they were, where he would have, like, he's still drawing walks. He's still showing that plate, plate patience mm-hmm. that say that five times. Fast. I'm never going to say that word <laughs> phrasing again. He's being real patient at the dish. Um, and it's just unbelievable to see that level of maturity from a guy who was swinging out of his shoes a year ago, whenever he was struggling. It is maybe one of the biggest transformations to your point that I've ever seen as a baseball fan. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I'm years old and you know, that, <laughs> It's it's really impressive. Um, you know, like you said last year, yeah, he was the NLCS MVP, but it was kind of like, well, somebody had to get it. Yeah. So they might as well give it to Cody. And he got, I think for a, a large amount, got that for his defense, not his yes. offense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I yeah, mean, I mean, some amazing catches in the outfield, yeah. having never really played the outfield yeah. before and just really stepped up. But, you know, we saw him as a bit of a liability last year after a breakout rookie season. And the thought was like, OK, hopefully this is a sophomore slump. But the worry is like he kind of looks like he regressed just yeah. mechanically and everything. And this year it's been, oh, this might be the greatest player of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. It's just a confidence that we didn't see from him last year that. You also see in Verdugo, mm-hmm. which never thought that I would say that phrase. Um, <laughs> but it's really, it's really remarkable to watch him, to watch him do this, and to watch him just work a count and not try to be the hero every time he comes up to bat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and that's something I feel like we're seeing just across. And we'll get into this later. Yeah. But what we're seeing across the board from the Dodgers this year yeah. is more plate discipline, but not necessarily taking a ton of walks. Mm-hmm. You know, when you throw a strike, they're going to hit the ball. You know, yeah. they're going to make contact in some way. So you, you're seeing a lot of guys get on base, kind of like what they did last year. But the other aspect of it is what we didn't see last year was runners in scoring position. Yeah. 
they're actually hitting the ball with runners in scoring position. Yeah, they're, they're or at least making they're not trying to make they're not making easy outs anymore the way that they used to. Exactly. I can't tell you how many half chubs I've gotten this year just watching them hit with runners in scoring position. I don't know that we need to share that because then we end up with an MA rating. But if you want to <laughs> like do an after dark thing where you just keep track with a clicker. Oh, um, that is a great idea. Yeah. I mean, just go for it, man. Live your truth. But um, how many half chubs has Kevin gotten? Yeah. This we year? can take bets on that. Person Ooh. who gets the closest, like guessing jelly beans in a jar. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Business okay, idea. Cool. I like great. it. Great. Awesome. <laughs> I was just telling my parents how I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on a new podcast. It's not going to be raunchy like the last one. Oops. No, it's going to be raunchy oh, like it's, the last I, one. I, I yeah. just should have warned. I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, it's actually kind of nice. And we probably should have mentioned that while we were talking about the podcast yeah. uh, as this is our first episode. But yeah, this is uh, one of those shows where we have a little bit more freedom to yeah, we, say things unlike some other podcasts well, where you can't say that. Yeah. So. We're just we're just going to say things. We're our just, feelings, our pants feelings. Exactly, we're just saying things. Exactly. We're in our feelings. <laughs> oh, that should have been our theme song. Oh, well. Um, you know, but but again, as I mentioned earlier, too, about Bellinger, it's the permastone factor. It's this just going through life remarkably despite the obstacles yeah. not affecting you. Yeah. You know, I mean, just he just kind of floats through everything. He's always got a half smile on his face. Yep. His eyes are somewhat mostly open. open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there anything more terrifying than the commercial of Cody Bellinger and the thought of him driving behind <laughs> the steering wheel? <laughs> like, I love that commercial, but it's also, it is truly, he's in full McConaughey, just half awake, dazed yeah. and confused. Very Not true. sure what exit he's taken, but it's all it's all fine, man. You expect him to pull up next to a car and be like, "What's going on, Red?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe the the only thing scarier than that is the thought of me getting onto a flight and seeing Captain Cody Bellinger oh in the uh, in the cockpit. I think that might scare the hell out of me, and I'd immediately run off, a la Final Destination. Yeah, that's so. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, I yes. heard you have a crazy idea to fix the bullpen. And uh, I think we should get into that after the break. I agree. Okay. Did you know in just one week, a mosquito can go from egg to adult? And I'm here to tell you what you can do once a week to prevent this from happening. You gotta dump the water out, drain the water flow, tip the water out, toss the water slow. Let's all pitch in and help. Good for the environment and good for your health. You gotta dump the water out, drain the water flow, tip the water out, toss the water slow. Let's all pitch in and help. Good for the environment and good for your health. Hello world, it's Metamorphosis on your station. I'm here to share with you just a bit of information. Like why female mosquitoes like to bite because they use your blood to lay eggs at another site. So watch out for that flying mosquito. Make you itch and scratch like a record needle. To prevent this from happening by repellent. At your local pharmacy is where they sell it. EPA registered, CDC recommended. Disease control is what's intended. To prevent you from getting west now and the Zika virus. Help your community not be your high And make sure that your pool pump is working. And don't forget the chlorine, now it's really working. And don't leave standing water in water buckets. And even in ponds, that water's not to be so let's talk a little bit about the Dodgers bullpen. Um, <laughs> I know this is painful and this is going to be painful for a lot of people, including us. Yeah. But holy shit. Yeah. 
it's real bad. I, mm, yeah, I go back and forth. I, I have these moments where I think that we're really bad. And then I remember that we think that every year. That's true. So I think that the worst part about it is how the things that are supposed to be the sure things aren't. Yeah. You know, we've got Joe. Had many Ke- dates like that. I, I get that. Yeah. 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 Joe Kelly and Kenley Jansen. Like, what the fuck is going on, guys? <laughs> let's let's kick it off with the biggest, our biggest appointment disappointment, and then our just big man. I guess so I can't I can't call him a disappointment just yet. I have theories on this, but I can't call him a disappointment just yet. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, let's start off with just given their ERAs. Jansen is at four six seven right yeah. now. Not great. No. For a guy who pitches one inning a game. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Joe Kelly at 8.8, which is much, much better than how he had started off the season. Yeah. Joe um, Kelly has a lower ERA than I do, so I'm happy for him on that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I would say you probably have a zero ERA right now, don't you? I, Are I, you? I currently do, but there's a reason that I'm no longer pitching in the majors. <laughs> it's because of that terrible it's Twitter that, handle. Yeah. yeah. yeah that. <laughs> No, if look, there are certain baseball players who, if they're allowed on Twitter, then my Twitter is not going to sink me. But the fact that I probably have as much movement on my baseball and accuracy as Joe Kelly, <laughs> that could be a problem. And we're looking at you, Trevor Bauer, mm. Dick. All right. So, yes, these these two guys who are supposed to be the bridge guy to the closer. That was loud. Uh, the bridge guy to the closer and the closer yeah. uh, who we're paying a lot of money to both of these guys. Um you know, they're not getting it done, and we've had to rely on some of our other guys in the bullpen who yeah. have started showing themselves to be elite, guys like Dylan Floro and Pedro Baez and Russell Martin, uh, <laughs> these elite relievers uh, in the Dodger bullpen. But, you know, the Dodger bullpen just overall is starting to be starting to become a problem. Um, the bullpen has lost us nine games this year, so yeah. I went back and did the research. Um, we're currently 26 and 16, uh, and this is with the Sunday game still in progress. Yeah. Uh, we should be 35 and 7, which sounds insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That sounds like this is the greatest team of all time. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm not not saying they're not. No, that's like an unbelievable. I mean, that's what a five to one ratio. That's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. That's a football score in a blowout game. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's because the Dodgers bullpen has lost nine games for us. A lot of those games, we every one of those games we were leading late in the game yeah. and our bullpen just shit the bed. Yeah. Which is horrifying. One, just the literal image of shitting the bed. But then two, the fact that it's actually been happening at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. No, it's it's been an ongoing issue and I I mean Joe Kelly has been has always been a spotty pitcher. This is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. If you look at him historically, like the man has his he gets streaky as hell. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of I think recency bias when you look at his performance in, you know, the yeah. last few months of the series the season last year going into the World Series, but looking further back than that, he is streaky as hell. Mm-hmm. There's a conversation to be had about whether the man intentionally hits people in the ribs or just has no control over his 100-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> um, my thing with Kenley is I think we need to grade. We're grading Kenley on a really harsh curve. Yes. Kenley should be, yes, he should be the Iron Man, Terminator, locked down, no escape closer. And he, for the most part, is a very good closer still. The problem is, is that he is not the Kenley we knew. And it's the same thing as like when you talk about Kershaw not being elite anymore. It's like, well, Kenley's just not elite anymore. And that's 
not okay, but it is okay. But we need to stop using him like he's that Kenley he was two years ago. Yeah. That's that's my only problem. is isn't so much Kenley. It's my problem is our use of Kenley. He's not a four-out save guy anymore. No, yeah. He's not. He's not a put-him-in-when-the-bases-are-loaded guy. He has a very – his cutter is still very hard to hit, but it's not unhittable. His velo is good, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. You know, but the bigger problem to me – and I don't know if you heard today when they were talking about Alexander, mm-hmm. that Alexander, who's supposed to be a ground ball guy, that his sinker isn't moving correctly. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about the fact that he's having hip issues pushing off. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. see that. They talked about it very briefly on Dodgers on Deck or one of the, you know, the pregame on the radio. Yeah. Um, and part of me looks and is like, OK, how much of that is real and how much of that is what is going to inevitably be us playing on the IL? Mm-hmm. But... That is a conversation to be had because if you look back at Alexander last year, he was ama- He was great. He was a three point six ADRA when he closed out the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know we then have kind of this question mark with a lot of our other guys except for our studs. Yeah, like Russell Martin. Or, exactly, yeah, and <laughs> and that's a conversation too. Absolutely. But we got you know Pedro Baez, the mm-hmm. much maligned. Oh, yeah. And uh, allegedly. It's Pedro Baez, by the it, way. I know, well, it's he, Baez, Baez now. I, yes. I, he's our Bay. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the, the ghost-faced Dylan Floro. Yeah, I still don't know what he looks like. Um, he, he looks like your nightmares, but when you don't remember them, you just wake <laughs> up and you're like, you know something bad has happened. That is what happens when you look upon his face. Oh, my God. But I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm just saying that's the terror that you get from looking directly upon his face. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I'm under the impression that he also is the keeper of the soul stone. Am I, <laughs> am I correct in this? Um, yeah, you know, he is. Okay. He okay. is. He is. He, he, that's why you can't see his face well. He doesn't pull back the hood. Um, so but, is he going to have to sacrifice Scott Alexander? No, I was going to suggest, like, if to... we've been looking for what to do with Joe Kelly, like, <laughs> you know, we, if we need that soul stone, I've got some suggestions about uh, what we can do with Joe Kelly for that. Joe Kelly, I'm the sorry, little one. The problem is that you have to sacrifice someone you love. <laughs> That's and I don't a really think, good point. <laughs> I don't think there's a single Dodger fan out there. <laughs> Who, uh, who's, who's loving uh, Joe Kelly right now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no. He, it's, Has I he feel not almost, endeared himself? I feel almost bad for him because he was always fighting a losing battle. And what it came down mm-hmm. to with Joe Kelly was like he was going to have to win some hearts and minds. Yes. And he started to when he wore um, a cat shirt at spring training. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that didn't happen. I mean, as much as I love cat shirts, mm. and don't get me wrong, yeah. that's one of my favorite things. Sure. Uh, I would really prefer a sub eight ERA <laughs> instead um, to the guy we're paying twi- twenty five million dollars over to the next three years. To wear novelty shirts. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, if that's what we're paying him for, I will volunteer to take his place <laughs> and do it for half the price. Um, okay, so we have so we have our first thing for the bullpen is that we're going to put in in Kevin as a absolutely. reliever in a cat shirt. Yeah, well, I, mm. I am the designated cat shirt guy, okay. so it's the it's the DC. What is it? DCSG? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm down for that. But, yeah, let's talk a little bit about some of these stars yeah. of the bullpen. I mean, Dylan Floro, ghost face killer, uh, 18 innings pitched right now, 17 games, a zero ERA. That's insane. <clears throat> that's, that's my <laughs> protesting cough of he gave up a grand slam last night with bases loaded. I mean, obviously with bases loaded. He did. Yes, he does have a zero ERA, yes. and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's as clutch as he actually is, given that ERA, but also given runs that he's given up? No, he's not that clutch, but mm-hmm. he is a very good sixth or seventh inning guy. Okay. Um, and I think that's when you want him in the game. I don't think you want him in the game late. 
You don't, he doesn't okay. need to be there in the eighth or the ninth. Um, Baez, on the other hand, I would say is the guy that you want in the eighth or the ninth, as is Russell Martin, who has yeah. pitched a perfect ninth inning. Yeah. Um, throws the heat. I think he's got like a 75 mile an hour fastball. Just Cy Young. You can't catch up to it. Future Cy Young winner, Russell Martin. That's, I mean, how amazing would that be? What if he won the Cy Young and the Gold Glove this year? I mean, he has the best stats of any pitcher in the league right now. So it could come down to him or Pablo Sandoval. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just like a couple of years ago when Gotolo uh, Cologne won the, uh, um, the MVP for his, uh, for his hitting performance. Well, yes, that's true. And I honestly, which we do need to get into a later episode, is yes. justice for Gotolo. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on yeah. that. I think yeah. an entire episode devoted to to the legacy of Gotolo. A hundred percent. Okay, yeah. cool. That'll be bonus material. I think we could do maybe yes. a movie, probably oh. of that. So, um, you know, and and so here's here's what's going on now is uh, Mr. Singrani, yeah, uh, who I absolutely stand, yeah, um, is on the mend. And he's going to be coming back soon. I think Singrani is amazing. He's one of those guys you could put anywhere in the bullpen. Yeah. And he's going to perform as he has shown before. Um, but who goes to make room? The rumors are Alexander. Sure. Um, I think our vote would be Joe Kelly. Yeah. No, he's an expensive IL spot, but mm-hmm. I don't see how you can justify not. I just don't. I'm like, I get how they're. I know how they're going to justify it, which mm-hmm. is that it's twenty five million dollars. You don't send him to the IL. Yeah. I don't know how you can justify not with, you know, Singrani coming back. Ferguson's not great, but he'll be back soon. Yeah. Well, Ferguson, I feel like, is very good when he is fully healthy. Yeah. Um, You know, last year he was great and he throws the heat. He definitely broke down later in the season yeah. because he's a kid and he's not used to pitching that often. True. Um, which is understandable why they left him off the the last couple rosters. But um, no, I'm excited for for Turd Ferguson uh, when he <laughs> when he comes back. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. But you know, Singrani though, I think is yeah. is kind of that guy that we're gonna look to help fix our bullpen. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, one name we haven't said is Yimmy. Do we? I refuse to say you. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Do we send him back? Yeah. So early in the season, I would have said that. Um, yeah. He's stepped it up, though. He really has. That's why, like, I, I'm not sure that I would. I, I don't know that I would send him, but he. We haven't even mentioned him as a concept. I mean, I believe he exists, mm. but I'm not sure if all the books about him are okay. You're accurate. I'm. I'm you're, not. A, you're. You're gymnastic. Yes. Yes. I'm gymnastic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm not a. I'm not a Yimi literalist. Okay. Um. You know. I feel like there's some nuance to the the legend of Yimi Garcia. Sure. <laughs> uh. But yeah. I mean. I, I don't think sending him down right now makes a whole lot of sense. Um. Honestly, I think the most likely candidate is Scott Alexander. Yeah. Just because most people generally don't care about him one way or the other. Um. You know. Yeah. I mean, if if we're just making a spot on the roster. I would say just get rid of Austin Barnes. Really? I I just, I mean, we'll get into it, but I just don't give a shit about Austin Barnes. Oh. I just, I've, I've got no patience for him. I've got no time for him. <laughs> he occasionally, you know, he's always blowing up my DMs, but, you know, sure. he occasionally does something and it's like, oh, cool, maybe we should keep him. And then for the next 10 games, he does absolutely nothing. So. Yeah. I'm just kind of, uh, we don't really need him. And we've got Russell Martin, and we've got some young, talented catchers that we could bring up. I mean, yeah, that's true. Know, catcher's not 
that premium of a premium of a position in the majors. We've got like three good catchers in the entire major leagues. Um, you know, not a, not a huge thing for me, but yeah, I would just get rid of Barnes and then keep your whole bullpen. And then add, just add another spot on the bullpen. Add another spot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that way I can go in there and wear a cat shirt. You know what? I see what you're doing now. This is some long game planning. Always. Wow. You're going to sacrifice Austin Barnes so that you can live your dream of being paid $25 million to wear a cat shirt. Wouldn't you do it? 100%. Exactly. (laughs) Suck it, Austin Barnes. (laughs) So I do have a crazy idea, as you you teased before our break. Um, So... This is this is hashtag hot take alert, by the way. Mm. Um, this is going to piss off people who already you know don't like me, and I might lose half of my robot followers on Twitter. Uh, but my idea is to essentially, for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. alternate both Kershaw and Urias into the bullpen and the starting uh, rotation. I know. I know. This might be blasphemous. And I'm okay with that. I didn't agree to this podcast <laughs> with the full disclosure of what a fucking lunatic you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Crazy. God. You let me into your life. Oh, no. And I'm insane. So <laughs> here's here's my rationale for this. One, it keeps both of them fresh. Uh-huh. And they're not throwing a ton of innings because they're just kind of alternating back and forth between starts and bullpen appearances. Um, it ensures that both of them are... Mostly it ensures both of them are healthy and ready to go for the playoffs because you know that Urias is working on an innings limit. Mm -hmm. So the hope is that we can still use him. We don't want to Strasburg this whole thing and not be able to use him in the playoffs when he's been pitching very well. Um, Whoever's pitching better at playoff time becomes a starter, Mm -hmm. um, assuming no big injuries to the rest of the rotation. But here's my, here's my, the craziest part of my idea. This, this wasn't the craziest part was Kershaw alternating with Urias in the, in the bullpen. It's in the playoffs uh-huh. because the Dodgers are going to make the playoffs. Let's, let's be, let's be real here. Okay. In the playoffs, we make Clayton Kershaw our closer for the playoffs. Kershaw has proven over his career that he is lights out in the playoffs out of the bullpen. He has not proven that as a starter in the playoffs. It keeps him away from a seventh inning. You're looking, you're, 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 you're looking incredulous right now. Yeah. Oh God. I have so many <laughs> okay, thoughts so that's, and feelings. Well, okay. That's first a crazy question, idea. First question yes. is why Kershaw not Bueller? Because I feel like Bueller is working on more of an innings limit. I feel like we're working with Bueller is one of those situations where we do need a little more caution with him. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that we do need to protect and wrap up our tiny baby bulldog. Oh yeah. Um, so, bulldog. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> but why are we not, why not, why not him instead of Kershaw is the first question. Uh, I'm not saying not Bueller as well. And just kind of, I think what Bueller is going to do is they're going to put him on the occasional 10 day IL. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you can bring up Stripling, okay. you know, to do a spot start, you know, yeah. he could do one or two starts. I like Stripling as a spot starter. I don't like him as a, as an everyday, as an yeah. everyday starter. Um, mainly because pitchers don't pitch every day, but you know, uh, <laughs> yes, as a, as a rotation I, fixture, <laughs> I, I do like Stripling use, at first base. I will often use the wrong words entirely, not from lack of knowledge, but from sheer laziness, uh, just which I appreciate. Thank you. It's just because like the words come out of my mouth and I go, that wasn't the word I wanted, but it's the one I'm going to roll right into. So yeah. Trust no. me, no one is upset th- as upset as me mm-hmm. uh, of not being able to just use gifs in normal conversation. So I would love to just gif everything that I say, but unfortunately, can't do it. First of all, you want first you want to platoon Kershaw <laughs> in the bullpen, then you use gif instead of jif. <gasps> 
Oh. How dare you, madam? Well, GIF is spelled with a, a J. Great first and only podcast. It was for fun, Don- This was awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Shortest run of a podcast. One, it's not a peanut butter. No. It is spelled with a G, and it's a hard G. It's a G. Mm. Like, like giraffe. Like giraffe, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how we spell giraffe, G-I, giraffe. Or the famous leader, Geronimo. Yeah. It was, it's, it's, or we can go, we can say hif. We can go Spanish. You know, yeah, I would, I would much rather that you just throw some ethnic flair, some, some salsa onto that. All right. Then that's what we've decided. We've come to an accord. It's now we're going to call it. It's only a hif. It is a hif. It's a hif. You have to say it with the the accent, a hif. Okay. So, so you're on board. You think that Bueller will end up um, IL. A couple ILs. Okay. Yeah. Mystery phantom injuries. And then. Kershaw as a closer playoffs in the playoffs mm-hmm. who do you go to as your number one or your number two uh Bueller and or Hill really yes huh. it, uh, what I've seen so from what I saw last year mm-hmm. and what I've just seen with his stuff yeah um and and humble brag here what Oral Hershiser told me sure of when I met him, yes. Um, I, can we like say friend of the show like without him actually be? He's technically we can call him friend of the show till absolutely. till he tells us to stop. I'm going to call anybody who's a fan of the show a ravine rat. So those are our, our lovely ravine rats. Um, as this is the ravine report, sure. And and the ravine. Hold on, are we? Suge- are you implying that Dodger Stadium has rats? Absolutely not. No, there's well, not I mean, a single. However, I mean, what do you think the hot dogs are made out of? Wink, wink. Fair. I mean, that's why I get. The, that's why I get the, yeah. the Brooklyn dogs because <laughs> it's only made with kosher rats. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's the rats with the yamakas running around. It's <laughs> yeah, only ones you'll eat. Yeah. Um. So Hershiser basically said that even you know he's seen Kershaw mm-hmm. you know himself he's seen a lot of pitchers sure. come through that Bueller just naturally has the best stuff he's ever seen in his career yeah um that it's just insane and Bueller showed last year uh in the playoffs that the pressure doesn't get to him yeah he's just kind of a whatever fuck it let's do it yeah uh and goes through and so you know that's exactly the kind of guy that you want as your ace in the playoffs um he's got the stuff he's got the attitude mm-hmm. I think he's going to be fine he should be healthy you know he should be rested knock on glass oh, knock, there's, wood, there's there. wood here awesome yeah knock on wood um you know so so here's hoping that's my idea is bueller as okay. a number one and then rich hill has kind of shown throughout his career too when he's not yanked way too early yeah that he is a playoff performer he's a guy that steps it up yeah in when the spotlight is brightest he is and, powered and by spite he's 100 he really sp- powered by spite so yeah. yeah no i agree i agree 100 percent with the idea of rich hill as our number two mm-hmm. i just don't know that you can justify even when kershaw gets late into games mm-hmm. and keep in mind he also hasn't been particularly aided by our offense in most of the playoff games no that's very true you know yeah. it's a lot of a lot of the earned runs come from bullpens giving up runs once he gets pulled when he starts he he starts giving th- hits up mm-hmm. doc tries to let him work his way out of it yeah or worse mattingly would just leave him in oh, yeah, let him was... work his way through it and then mm-hmm. that would be so it was i think a mix of not potentially managing kershaw well but you know it was only two seasons ago that he pitched the fastest world series game in history true so i just i can't give up on kershaw as a starter just yet That's i fair. don't dislike the idea of using him for saves more like, I actually yeah. think you're on. To, I think that that's a good point. Thank you. You're welcome. Point for cake. Yes. Like you, get, you, 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 get, you get a shiny <laughs> for that. 
I just also think that you're a lunatic and uh, I am concerned about Kershaw stands coming for you now. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. That's, you're not safe now. I've got to stay off Twitter for a couple days yeah. here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. He definitely gets much less run support than yeah. a lot of pitchers do in the playoffs. However, I also have to point to St. Louis and where he had a 7-2 to two lead yeah. and just absolutely shit the bed. And then, unfortunately, right after that fastest World Series game, in Game 4, mm-hmm. given two four-run leads and blowing both of them, just, you know, I mean, it still hurts to even say it. I know. You yeah. know, I got to... Yeah, it's a tough one. Getting a little choked up even just talking about that. But, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not fully ready for the idea of just giving up on Kershaw as yeah. a starter in the playoffs. However, the Dodgers do kind of have an embarrassment of riches right now. Yes. In, including Rich um, in the starting rotation. And I feel like they have enough with Urias, mm-hmm. with Bueller, mm-hmm. with Hill, um, you know, even Maeda sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you can go with a three-person rotation. It's fine. Uh, but they have enough yeah. to not necessarily need Kershaw to start. But... If Kershaw's just closing mm-hmm. and you do need him to start a game, mm-hmm. you can. You know, you can just move him over and you've got enough in the bullpen. You got, you know, Baez, you've got some other people in there that can close and hopefully I mean, hopefully Jansen is pitching what about, a little better. What about a shorter okay. Yes. What about a shorter um starting p- performance from Kershaw mm-hmm. than platooned with a long relief performance from Urias? Interesting. Yeah. Because I was really big on the idea of last year and two years ago that we should platoon Maeda and Rue. Because oh yeah. That, oh, I forgot about Rue. Yeah, Rue is pitching like an ace I right mean, now. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. and that's uh, he's that's, that's now four man rotation. That's your four man, one hundred percent. Yeah. But what about yeah that you Kershaw does you get him through a rotation t- maybe twice. You mm-hmm. don't let the rotation. You don't let the lineup see him a third time. Uh-huh. And then you go to Urias for maybe three more innings, hmm. and then theoretically that gets you into what the seventh or the eighth. Yeah, yeah. And then you lock it down with whoever or whatever pitching. Then Joe Kelly yeah. loses the game for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, that's a good That's a good strategy. That I mean, I that's maybe like a kind of a happy medium between what what you're, the lunacy you're suggesting and the deep pragmatism. Yeah. That, you know, the, the great solid baseball using the right words, mm-hmm. even as I say the lineup and the rotation <laughs> interchangeably. I mean, I've always called you the Joe Biden of the Dodgers. So, I mean, this is... <laughs> I, you know, very, I, the first thing I, I, I did when I met pragmatism. you today was, yeah, was exactly. sniff your hair. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> and you touched my shoulders uncomfortably. Yeah. So, that was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime anyone meets me in person, the first thing I do is just stroke their, stroke their head softly. <laughs> it's very off-putting. Yeah. It's very... Uh, you know, I, I've always said Joe and Lenny from uh, of Mice and Men. Interchangeable. <laughs> so, um, no, that's... Uh, I'm with you on that. Okay. So, All right. Well, so we've we've come to an accord. We have saved the Dodgers. Wow, look at yeah, us. Yeah, the Ravine Report. Our first episode, we have saved the Dodgers. I'm really proud of us right now. High five. Yeah. Well done. Love it. Thanks. I, uh, I, you guys can send my World Series ring to a P.O. box <laughs> and uh, my city key. I will accept it anytime. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Well, paging Mayor Garcetti. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit while the game is still going on. The mm-hmm. Sunday game is still going on right now. And currently the Dodgers lead 2 nothing. Hopefully the bullpen doesn't blow it. Um, but let's talk a little bit about this Washington series. Just kind of some of the highs and lows. Who's hot? Who's not? You okay. Know. Um, <clears throat> so highs right now, I would say... Justin Turner's bat yeah. has awoken. Oh, my God. 
just a strong raging morning wood yeah. that he's got going <laughs> right now. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. That uh the red beard matches the the uh I have no, no idea. No. No. Is that not a is that not a thing? I don't know where that's going, but I don't know that I like it. I don't know I want to be there. I think I don't know enough redheads to know if everything is always red. So, I, I, yeah. Um, this is really awkward by the way <laughs> because well, oh, hey. our, our, producer, our producer. So our producer, who is a lovely man, who is a, a very much a ginger. <laughs> you know what? I hadn't noticed it because the hair feels a little more brown. Yeah. No. Nope. So. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, and I'm very curious, and I have questions please for you. Please don't. After don't the show. do this to him. Don't. Please don't do that to him. <laughs> so JT's bet. Yeah. Uh, our our tormund, as mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Um, has I mean, is it really just he's bad in April? I don't know at this point how you break it down any... Maybe he's... I don't know how you break it down any other way. What kind of weird yeah. witchcraft is this? That he gets cursed only for the month of April, and then May rolls around, and he's like, oh, right, I play this sport professionally. <laughs> it it really is. It's yeah. the weirdest thing I've maybe ever seen in professional sports yeah. is a guy who is a perennial all-star. I would say, even though he hasn't won one, he should be a perennial MVP candidate yeah. with his performance over the last... Five years. Uh, absolutely. Um, and he just sucks in April. I mean, <laughs> he's just, yeah, this guy isn't very good. No. And then, holy crap, this guy is amazing. I mean, he's been hitting around 300 every season for the last few years, despite yeah. being terrible in April. Yeah. Or not playing last year in April. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really, it's... It's some sort of just weird. I don't. I like. I like the doc was like we're just gonna make him a calendar that skips April. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that idea. March yeah. and smarch, and yeah. then we go right into May. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We we need to like. I, I honestly think that we need to get a good sports psychiatrist to sit JT down and figure out what trauma happened to him as a child in April. And I'm gonna feel really bad if something bad actually did happen to him. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's some sort of a. It dates back to some sort of a PE dodgeball trauma. Oh. God, yeah. those yeah, those that never he, go away. That he needs to work through to become solid in April. Mm. Um, and once we crack that, oh my God, the guy's unstoppable. Team dodgeball tournament, I think, is what they need to do. Just face your fears. Oh God, well that would be the one time that Joe Kelly being wild would be helpful. <laughs> Although it would also be bad that he was throwing a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, no, someone would die. <laughs> someone would die. That's just what it is. But if it's Austin Barnes on the other side of that, then your problem is solved. I'm. I mean, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Two birds, one hundred mile an hour dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jock Peterson. Yeah. Our toddler. Oh, our toddler. Is growing up. No, I, I, I refuse <laughs> to accept it on Mother's Day of all days. I will not accept <laughs> that my large adult toddler will ever <laughs> age past the age of five. That he'll uh, always yeah. need me to open up a packet of Dunkaroos for him. <laughs> Love his new, his new walk-up, by the way. Didn't I haven't heard the new walk-up. Oh. Then I, I pay less attention to walk-up songs than people, most people do, and I really shouldn't. This is like the one time where I've gone, Jock might have something with showmanship. Like, I'm impressed with his showmanship here. Oh, not Imagine Dragons? He's not No, playing... you ready for this one? I am. We will rock you. Really? So he's got the whole oh. stadium clapping and chanting as he walks up as the leadoff batter. And then you've got this leadoff batter who is, what, n- second in terms of home runs from the leadoff position for the Dodgers? Yeah, of all time. Of all time. Yeah. And you've got this threat coming up. And it's coming up to a stadium full of people clap, clapping and stomping to We Will Rock You. That's amazing. It's some gladiator shit. I love it. Holy crap. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How much you want to bet, though, Jock just heard that song and was like, 
oh my god, these guys are good. Yeah. I've got to make this. Nobody's going to know this song. He 100 percent saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and he went. He was exactly. like, I'm picking this out. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no way. Is this a real song? <laughs> what a swing though to go from the Trolls song to yeah. We Will Rock You. Yeah, I mean it's clear that. He's exposed to toddler media. Yeah. <laughs> that's really... I mean, next it's going to be the Doc McStuffins theme song, I think, is what's going to happen. Um, I'm just waiting for the day that he comes up to Elmo's song. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that so much. Uh, actually, real quick, speaking mm -hmm. of, of walk-up songs, um, I was absolutely in love with the fact that Doogie was using Chente, Vicente yeah. Fernandez, um, until Vicente Fernandez it recently came out in the news that he refused to get a blood donation or, or a blood transfusion because he was worried the other person who gave blood would, would be, was gay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've officially canceled, you know, who I grew up absolutely loving, yeah. Vicente Fernandez. So, um, you know, RIP Vicente. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole, that's like a Real whole bad. box to unpack right there. Yep. Huh. It's, okay. uh, yep, machismo. Um, <laughs> but yes, but other than that, I did, I was loving that Doogie yeah. was using that as his walk up, as was everybody at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, the level of enthusiasm for that. Oh, man. Which yeah. I like that he just was like, well, not, no one knows who I am, but they're going to clap and cheer for me anyway. <laughs> and he 100% took that just reflected shine. And now mm -hmm. it's legit. Now mm -hmm. everyone is clapping and cheering because they know what it means. Oh, yeah. I really, he built himself a brand, like, yeah. like any good millennial or post-millennial influencer would <laughs> as he, absolutely yeah i think that's very well put that's very well put also his uh uh that hair oh. that hair though do we have to talk about that no no we don't no, but no. but god I, just... I thought i'd just bring it up just to bring oh. the mood down because it was getting a little chummy yeah um so starting rotation mm-hmm has been very good. Maeda has been a little up and down this year. He has been, yeah, that pendulum swing that he gets. It's crazy, but hell of a performance. Yeah. Uh, I was very impressed, and I think the rotation overall has been good in this series. He's been great this series. I mean, it's been it's been unbelievable to watch them all kind of come together and pull mm -hmm. it together. Mm -hmm. um, that's all I got. All right, I, I don't I like know that. why I started to talk more. <laughs> can we just... Can we just make a Charlie Brown sound whenever I talk yeah, during we, this we segment can, <laughs> instead. We can edit that out in post. Oh. No, we can't. No. Um, yeah. I think you were just having flashbacks to living in a van down by the river. <laughs> um, so then the other, one of the other big highs is just that existential dread that the Nats fans are feeling right now when they remember that they no longer have their Brycey bear. Yeah. Bryce Harper's gone. You know, it's been really pleasant to not think about him, though. It's it's kind of nice. It's so nice to not have to think about him after the winter of Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just yeah. I until you said his name, I was like, oh right, he plays professional baseball. We were supposed to care. Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Don't care. You know who has more home runs than him? Jock Peterson. Yeah, he does. <laughs> For a fraction of the price. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, the fact that all you have to do is buy Jock a couple snack packs. Oh my god. What a what a deal. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Juice box, snack mm -hmm. packs, maybe a gogurt. Yeah. And he is ready to go. Yeah, no, just hide the gogurts from the rest of the anti dairy group. <laughs> I, do here's a here's a sidetrack real quick though, yeah. but do do like anti dairy people like throw milk like like PETA does? No, like, no, no. They, they don't <laughs> they no, I think they just self righteously tell you how bad dairy is for you. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. That's no, a I good think point. that's just a lot of conversation happening in the clubhouse right now whenever Jock is like double fisting go gurts. <laughs> About whether or not that's like your body can process that, and Corey's shaking his head. But that's, you yeah. know what, Corey, you're not 
hitting home runs off the like on the first pitch. He is not. Jock is powered by powered by dairy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Dairy and processed sugar. 100%. I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So some lows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, JT's bat was a high, but JT's motor skills are rapidly yeah. deteriorating in the field. Um, it's, it's as much as I hate the DH, I'm starting to hope we get the DH and the NL just so we can hold you on to shut JT. shut your mouth. <laughs> because then we would lose the miracle of watching Hyunjin Ryu at bat or getting to watch Rich Hill run between plates. Are you kidding me? You have to use each of them as, as a, a DH, DH in their there game. There is no world in which no. Doc is going to allow that. To, there, what if Babe Ryuth, you I, absolutely I want him hitting. You and I are the reasonable ones here. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, this nerds handling lineups <laughs> who believe in matchups and, you know, on base percentage would ridiculous. ever agree to that. Unbelievable. Absolutely ridiculous. They, I'm don't, you. they don't weight amusement value appropriately. As Twitter says... Analytics suck. Yeah, accurate. Not good. All right, another low in this series, Gerardo fucking Parra. I just, I've always hated this guy because he always kills the Dodgers. Yeah. And he continues despite being a middling player at best. Yeah. What the fuck? It's a deep unfairness. Like, that's just what it comes down to. Sometimes Uh. baseball is wildly, deeply unfair. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he has our number. I don't know how he continues to do it. I don't know, man. He's (sighs) evil. Like, I'm... feel comfortable saying he still got that dirty giants evilness to him yes a hundred percent yeah he was also a d-back too wasn't he yeah he was yeah. he was a d-back yeah no he's just just evil never goes to like a nice innocuous team like the no like the jays yeah or the no. reds yeah no we like the we <laughs> didn't debating over how i feel about the reds uh, still Puig's still my friend Puig um, is still my friend but what they did to matt kemp i know that's I mean, sad that wasn't right i mean we could have signed him and we didn't. So I agree. I know. I know. Poor Matt I'm, Kemp. I'm just, just throwing that out there. Poor Matt Kemp. All right, another low. Dodgers bullpen outside mm-hmm. of uh, San Baez and, and Archangel Floro there. Even those two were fallible last night. Yeah, though. that's true. That's yeah. true. Nobody in that bullpen is infallible except yeah. Russell Martin. Except Russell Martin. True. Which Russell is probably Martin. they didn't put him in last night because they were afraid of showing up everybody else. Of course. I kind of wonder because, you know, Joe kept on going on and on. And I would never suggest that Joe Davis jinxed us because that would be an absurd statement because Joe Davis is perfect. Uh-huh. But he did keep going on and on about how terrible the Nats bullpen was. And I kind of wonder if a little bit of that, like, hubris, a little bit of that, you know, smug confidence in our own bullpen in light of the Nats having some one of the worst bullpens in baseball. Yeah. You know, if that just put those those vibes out there and, you know, vibes are very powerful in baseball. That's true. I mean, Joe, we love you, but maybe just assume that the opposing bullpen is watching the Sportsnet LA broadcast. A hundred percent and getting fired up. Yeah. 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 We saw what happened in 88 with Gibson and Bob Costas. True. I mean. Yeah. There's no reason that the Nats bullpen didn't just Gibson. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's go through real quick, like who's hot, who's not. um, And who's child's temperature at Starbucks. Mm. So who's hot? Uh, You know, obviously we've got JT at the plate. Mm -hmm. You can't, he has a, Three home run game the other night. JT for sure. Agreed. Yeah. 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 JT's hot. Uh, David Freeze. Oh, ironic. Old man Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Freeze is hot. <laughs> I, freeze, freeze is hot. <laughs> you know, Maeda, obviously. Of course. Of B- course. Back and forth, but Maeda. I'd also, just because we're now at the, we're two thirds of the way through the seventh, and uh, Ryu just got through, a, got through the seventh again. Yeah. Ryu, I think. 
Ryu's just this whole season yeah. has just been an absolute monster, and I love it so much. And I'm really hoping he doesn't tear his crotch again or whatever. Oh he did no, last he year. cannot rip off his dick. That yeah. just is not allowed. That would be awful. Okay, unless well, he beat somebody with it, well, that would be amazing. Yeah, okay. So who's cold? Who's cold? Kiki, oh. our, our lovely Kike. Despite that incredible bend and snap, which that he was did, hot, that was amazing. Yeah, um, he's just been real cold. Yeah, um, and and I feel like that's just Kike. Is yeah. he is streaky, real streaky. Yeah, he has five games or whatever it is, or a week or two where he's just one of the best players on the team, and then he has another month where it's like, why is he hitting? Sure, um, because he's not hitting. He's not. Um, Barnes. Why? Like, I seriously, know. why? Why is he on the team? <laughs> Get rid of him. I can't, I can't speak to you because you get fiery about him. I can't I speak to that one. I mean, as a Barnes stan, I, you know, I wouldn't, you... I wouldn't describe myself as a Barnes stan. I do think <laughs> that defensively he contributes a lot. And yeah. so when he can't offensively contribute, mm-hmm. like, uh, I guess we have to wait it out. Um, I mean, he can catch the ball. He can which catch Rundall the ball. Can't say. That exactly, yeah. and I think that he calls a game that the pitchers like. Yeah, I, that's I think true. the pitchers really like pitching to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, another one, and this this hurts me to say that he's cold, but you know, our king of rage, Dick Mountain. Yeah, yeah, that one though. I feel you're a hundred percent right. He's yeah. absolutely cold right now. I feel a little less worried about. Yeah, I need. I just he needs a little bit. I mean, he's basically getting his spring training right now, Mm -hmm. same way that Bueller was at the beginning of the season. Exactly. But it's still you got to if we're talking about who's hot and who's cold, got to bring up got to bring up Dick Mountain. He's a very cold mountain right now. Yeah. All right. So whose child's temperature at Starbucks right now? Not too hot, not too cold. Just kind of right there in that that little sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, Bellinger coming off of an unbelievable April is Mm -hmm. mellowing out a little bit. Yes. I don't know that you can you can't say that he's cold because the man hasn't touched cold. You know, in a, in a season, no. but Belly's not the fiery hot that he was. No. no, and look, Belly, we don't want to harsh your mellow. No, but pick it up a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. Uh, Muncie, mm. Muncie looks like he can actually play baseball again. Yeah, which is pretty Defensively, cool. Defensively, Muncie. Oh man, yeah. Who saw who saw Muncie getting that kind of vertical? Oh my, he was Spider Max. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. He reminded me of a Marvel character. It was incredible. <laughs> and then also the hot chocolate I ordered yesterday. Oh, that yeah. was also child's temperature. Well, that's just responsible. I'm telling you. Yeah. You don't want to burn your tongue. Get to a certain, la- certain age. No. I mean. You don't mess around with it. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, we're going to do uh, one last note. And this is something I've always liked to do on the shows mm. uh, that I've had where you just kind of just a, a weird story from around the world. Um so for this one, we're going to go to the state most likely uh, voted most likely to start the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Florida man sure. is facing obscenity charges for having an I eat ass window sticker <laughs> on his pickup truck uh, and finds his arrest a little hard to swallow. Um, <laughs> Dylan Shane Webb, who's 23, mm-hmm. uh, was arrested on Sunday afternoon in Lake City, Florida, after the sh- a sheriff's deputy saw the message on the rear window of his vehicle. Uh, when the officer pulled him over, Webb claimed that the sticker violated a Florida statute dealing with the possession and distribution of um, obscene material. Uh, Webb disagreed, saying the message was just words. That prompted the deputy to ask Webb how a parent of a small child would explain the meaning of the words, to which Webb replied that it would be up to the parent. So parents... He's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Parents, it's up to you to talk to your kids about eating ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, it, they have you can get all those license plate holders from like Big Five and stuff that say, "I'd rather be fishing," mm-hmm. "I'd rather be skiing." Why can't you have an "I eat ass" bumper sticker? You know, yeah, I'd rather be eating ass. I'd rather be like <laughs> let, let. Who wouldn't? Driving sucks. Yeah, <laughs> let, 
let the man talk about his hobbies. That's also, that drop of I'd rather be eating ass of Kevin saying that, I think that's just an important thing for us to have in life. Yeah, make sure that we have that, please. Thank, Thank you. you sir. Thank you. Just <laughs> for next time that he's interviewing for a job of some sort. Oh, my God. I don't I think love it's that. clean. I think I talked over you, but that's a bummer. That's <laughs> all good. Um, all right. So. You know, for breaking Dodgers news and information, just remember to visit Dodgers Lowdown on Facebook, on Twitter, which is at Dodgers Lowdown, and on Instagram, they are at Dodgers underscore Lowdown. Uh, you can find Amanda. You can find me at, at Amanda R. Tubbs on Twitter, and you can find Kevin at, at Kev is your friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or you know, chili recipes mm. or whatever. Amanda loves to cook. Don't send, she was don't even me put that lie out there. She does is sit in her apartment yeah. and cook. I think it's really so. important. Everyone knows that when Kev, when Kevin walked into my apartment and I showed him my fridge and I had to point out the foods in my fridge <laughs> that were not edible due to being expired, and the answer to that was everything on the shelves except for a bag of oranges. <laughs> so. However, in case any of you are concerned, all the alcohol is still fine. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's definitely able to be drank. Uh, So we will see you next week, and thank you so much.